West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Bryan, Seamus Collins and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday evening once again, and a lovely, pleasant evening. It is a little colder than for the past couple of days. And you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. If you, this program is called County Views, running from half past nine until eleven o'clock on this Wednesday night. If you wish to call in 0696600 or 087. One double six nine eight hundred. This program is live. Jason Smith is producer, and he is ready and waiting for your messages on any topic you wish to discuss on this Wednesday night. Program will be repeated tomorrow, Thursday, half past eleven to one. So, if you want to text in, call in WhatsApp, oh six nine six six two hundred, or oh eight seven one double six nine eight hundred. And on the panel tonight is. Tom Ryan, as usual, very reliable always, and Seamus Collins uh, from Temple Glanton. You're very welcome, Seamus. Thank and Councillor Jerome Scandon, independent party. And our producer is Jason Smith. And our thanks there to John Harold, who did a w- wonderful job there and entertaining you for the past couple of hours. And John, of course, will be on tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 on the recalling the show band music from the 60s and 70s. And, of course, you will have heard in the news there during the week and we've raised in the past about the very sad murder of Aidan McInnesby in 1987 on his way to the Gaelic Crowns. And our good friend, the late, great Johnny Donegan, used to sing it all at, at the Rambling Houses and put a great feeling into that particular song. Very, very sad he was harassed and the song would give the details of that. Aidan McInnesby... And we also remember, as I said, very much the man who's going to sing that for you this evening. That's that's uh, Johnny Donegan and Aidan McInnesby. And the reason we're playing that tonight, of course, is that the soldier is in court these days. So there will be a verdict on that one. But alas, an innocent man shot at that particular time. So sit back and enjoy that song by the late great Johnny Donegan and Aidan McInnesby. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. That's the story of Aidan McInnesby, and the singer, of course, was the late, great Johnny Donegan. And, and, so that case and great memories of Johnny Donegan there, Pat. Sorry? Great memories of Johnny Donegan. Wonderful, wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful feeling in his singing always. He really resting, cared. And resting in Newtown Chandram. Yes, yeah. 
Johnny Otters wanted to be on the Cork side of the world. He wanted to be different, yeah. Continue as Barbara in Cork. And Mary, God rest her, followed him out there, even though she was a Limerick woman in every respect. He was proud of his Cork, even most people would assume he was Limerick. He promoted Munster, Limerick, and Cork in his day. He was an unbelievable entertainer. I have a paper here in front of me from. It is hard to keep up for an old man like me, anyway. It is hard to keep up with the change. So, when someone get out the fiddle there, let's replace. And so, when you get out the fiddles for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this World Health Organization demands into all time limits and abortions. The most influential health organization is calling on the governments to scrap the legal time limit on abortion. The Irish Mail on Sunday can reveal new guidelines issued by the World Health Organization claim laws preventing abortion at any point during pregnancy risk violating the rights of women, girls or other pregnant persons. The World Health Organization Abortion Care Guideline published this month also recommends that governments allow abortion under all circumstances, ruling out laws banning terminations because the fetus is the wrong sex. Stop women requiring approval from a doctor or nurse to have a termination. Roll out pills by post schemes so women can be sent abortion medication after a phone call. Curtail medical professional rights to refuse to take part in abortions on conscience grounds. The United Nations, which oversees the World Health Organization, has welcomed the suggested removal of what it called unnecessary policy barriers to safe abortion, including limits on when an abortion can take place. But nowhere in the 210-page document is there mention of the ethical debate about the rights of the unborn child. Nor if abortions are morally acceptable when, after 22-24 weeks, the fetus has a good chance of surviving if born prematurely. It is also silent on sex-selective abortion despite the termination of female fetuses being common in countries such as India, Pakistan and China. Prior to publication, the World Health Organization consulted a panel of 12 external experts, including Dr. Demica Pereira, Global Medical Director of UK-based Marie Stopes International, whose British arm carries out more than 60,000 National Health Service abortions a year, and Dr. Laura Castleman of Planned Parenthood, Michigan, a branch of the largest abortion provider in the United States. Dr. Pereira has previously described terms such as late-term abortion and fetal heartbeat as anti-choice rhetoric. She also objects to the word womb because it assigns emotional and symbolic value to an organ. Another member of the panel was Kartik Spernavazen from International Planned Parenthood Federation, which lobbies to expand abortion rights. Christina Zampas of the Global Center for Reproductive Rights, which uses donation, donations to build, enforce, and defend abortion advice on human rights law. The World Health Organization document recommends full, full decriminalization of abortion and the scrapping of laws and regulations that prohibit abortion based on gestational limits and restrict abortion on any grounds. He says a review of 21 studies found that when women are denied later terminations, it can be viewed as incompatible with international human rights law. It adds that time limits on abortion might also breach equality laws because they have a disproportionate impact on some groups such as teenagers and the poor.
In Ireland since 2018, abortion has been permitted during the first 12 weeks of pregnancy and later in cases where the pregnant woman's life or health is at risk or in the cases of a fatal fetal abnormality. Abortion pills which can be obtained online remain illegal in this country. In 2020, according to government figures, 6,577 abortions were carried out in Ireland. In England and Wales, women can have abortions for social reasons up to 24 weeks. After that, they are only legally permitted in circumstances such as the mother's life being at risk or if the child would be born with a severe disability. The World Health Organization did not respond to a request to comment. Tom? It's a shocking, it's an absolutely shocking situation that... Uh, the World Health Organization, who, who, you know, who gets plotted all over the, uh, in particular here, and we have one of our one of our leading people in the World Health, it's Dr. Michael Ryan, I think he's from Mayo, <coughs> and uh, he has played a, a huge, I think he's, he's a vice president or something. He's a very big position within it anyway, and to hear that they are overseen by the United Nations who you think would have a lot more better to do now than to be recommending those, those, that situation. It's an awful situation that people, that they want to abort, abort mean babies now at, at any at any age, at, at any period of time, you know, up to, as you said, 22, 24 weeks, when the, when the actual, when the fetus is formed and when it can, and has, survived and he's doing it nearly on a regular basis. It's absolute murder. They're talking about Putin killing children. Well, I mean, he's alone to kill a madman, but you'd expect more from the World Health Organization. But the one aspect of Pat that I have noticed about this is there isn't, there's a silence. There's a deadly silence from all the commentators, from the media. That's the only media like paper, the dirty paper that has this, this was an exclusive. You're, I, I don't believe that it was really meant to get out as such. But that's the thinking of the organisations that are supported by Ireland and supported by our government and by our, by our tax, our taxes. And we have also representatives on the United Nations and in the Security Council. And, and it's an absolute disgrace that they haven't voiced an opinion in total contradiction of what that is all about. I'm shocked actually that that and we have spoken about it in this program more than any program we've debated it. And our own Supreme Court or our the, the guardians of our constitution, they they have they before the actual uh, referendum, they made uh, a ruling that the uh, right of the unborn they have no rights. There's no, the unborn has no right. So that's where we are in the world, that's where we are in Ireland, and you would expect that somebody would say, look, I mean, this is awful, this is this shouldn't be allowed to happen, and, but there isn't a word from anyone. Murderers is the one word I would use to comment on what you've read out there. What... Uh, publication did you read that on Daily Mail Sunday Daily yeah. Sunday Mail and uh, obviously the WHO the World Health Organization they've yeah, no United they Nations and as Tom pointed yeah. out there United Nations and the World Health Organization sounds kind of shocking to me that they're 
that they're recommending all that kind of stuff. Sorry, they're promoting it from the way that that's the situation. As Tom says, like it's Jerome says, it's murderous. These so-called professors of 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 medicine are speaking out for this. It's it's absolutely it's downright as you say, it's murderous. It's absolutely wonderful. Well, the main advocates of Seamus here are the, the people that owned the abortion clinics. Hmm. Marie Stops and in the British Isles and um, probably all over Europe as well. And the and their branches in America. You know, and as we already said, there, is, there hasn't been a word. There hasn't been a comment on, on any direction. So therefore, all media here or, or national broadcasting stand indicted here like... Why, why is that like? Why, why are the, why are the, why are controlled the, by why? these people, Seamus, that's mm. why. There's no revenue in yeah. the, uh, on the uh, opposing it. Or, 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 or hierarchies, or which, uh, we call them, involved in these uh, um, clinics, or, or what is the situation? No, the hierarchy are, are, are afraid to come. They can't. They have lost, the, they have lost their place in, in society as such. Uh, Edric has been an advocate for for doing mean that, that there should be outrage. Yeah, there should be outrage. You know, I'm surprised that the church hasn't commented on yes. it. I would have expected them to. But well, you have have you heard, the, anybody yeah. heard them say anything? No, I Well, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take any notice of the media. I, but, I, but we yeah. have to. But yeah, actually, the, uh, the, church, yeah, the voice of the people is oh, supposed to be like. Well, the church yes. is being shut down so fast by yes. people yeah. that you know they're they're kind of stepping back from from kind of making comments on it. But but I I I, I honestly believe that all sound-minded people that would have read that article, and I hadn't read it. It's the first I heard of it when when uh, Pat well, read it to us there. there. Is is it is that an English paper? Well, it's an Irish paper. Well, it's in Ireland, but the Irish Daily Mail. Yeah, would it be? A, it wouldn't be that popular, really. I suppose. Would it be in no, Ireland? Would it among the young people? Yeah. Would yeah. I think? Yeah. Well, it has a good readership. It, 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 it investigates like a lot of areas which people, a lot of people, don't want to hear about. Like you know, this is like everything else. But I mean, but you think more women? You think more women would be speaking out about this? Uh, the, well, that's the point that I'd like to. I mean, comment, and I can't. I can't believe it. Like this is, a, as Jerome says, murder, murder slaughter mm. of, of innocent, of innocent, and in a, in a period of time when they're in the headlines about about the, the children and the babies in the hospitals in in the Ukraine that are being killed, which that's I what mean, I'm just going to say, with Russian missiles. Yeah, exactly. Here we are here where they want to do it legally, but they want to do more. We don't to kill him up to time to burn. I mean, can, can, can anyone in all fairness? Well, I mean, folks, listeners, we assume there's somebody listening it, out it, here in the airwaves, and we do get a lot of phone calls from different places. And uh, surprisingly, it is for over five minutes since I read out all of that, and we still haven't got one message a phone call from anybody. There are too many people, in my opinion, <laughs> sitting back, and I'm all right, Jack, and don't give one Charlie Q about anybody else. And it's only when it but comes to pet, their own door that people wake up. I think pe- uh, people are afraid to step forward yeah. to discuss this thing. Um, maybe they don't know enough about it, but then again, they should. Really? It's taking the life of the other people. Yeah, this is what this well, what you're for. Not all the majority. What did Yes, the majority. Yes, right. If we just look at this very coldly, if they had written an article about putting down unwanted dogs, there'd be uproar. You've said it. Mm-hmm. There'd be uproar, yeah. 
That'd be uproar, absolutely. And in relation to your comment about the clergy of the Catholic Church, I have been through all that with uh, many of the priests that I would be friendly with in, in the abortion debate in the past. And I was at a controversial meeting one night, and I said to the priest that was there all night, he was there, the only priest who was there, and, and the debate wasn't about abortion, now it was, I think it was septic tanks and closing the post office at the meeting took place in the Devon Inn some years back, and uh, closing the post office and garden stations to rural, and I was involved in that at the time. And I said, well, he was there early, he was there the first man in the priest, and when the meeting was over, I was amazed he never spoke at all, never spoke. And he's a man that speaks out his mind, and he's a teetotaler and everything. And I said to him, I'm amazed you didn't talk. He said, you can't. You say so, you stick your head above the parapet, and some Billy will come along and say, he abused me. No, oh, that's kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, that they are afraid of their life because you don't have to abuse somebody to be accused. And yeah, we, we have loads of that. Yeah, we have loads of that situation yeah, over that the years. Yeah. We've acknowledged that in this program. Yeah, a frightening, yeah. a frightening scenario. So they are a lot yeah. of them afraid of their life to uh, say a word. We used to be told you were innocent until proven guilty beyond yeah. reasonable doubt. Now it's the other way around. Now it's the other way around. You can get a bad apple. Doesn't mean everybody you know is bad. All priests are not bad. We've covered that. One good man, a wonderful man. He used to be here on the radio with his father McNamara yes. from Cora Clare, and he was in my van. You know, he, he did condemn and come out there about the yeah. fellas in there with the plastic bag over their head yes, and yeah. other utterances mm. through the national media. Yeah. He did come out and report them to the BEI and condemned all those things. But again, I, I didn't hear a second and third one coming out behind him either. Well, he, they, they did support Pat. Sadly, he died yeah. suddenly there. At the end but, of the year, uh, Pat, it's the same in most walks of life. Yeah. If you look for somebody to support you in anything, they'll yeah. tell you, but they'll run away when they. I had a saying one time, Jerome, they're all behind you, and you look far. You well, look behind you. How far behind you are? That's that's I, I think I had that term before. Did I? Sorry, I had that term before. I had it in Ennis in '87. You would have had the term. Like Captain Jimmy Team, we're all behind you, Tom. Yeah. What is it? Out of view, out of view. It's like being at a public meeting and, 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 and you're uh, you don't know whether you're gonna speak or not and you're looking behind you to see is there anybody yeah. else gonna put up their head. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what's happening with people like yeah. they're afraid to, to stand on their own yeah. two feet and, and, yeah. and give an honest stuff in it. Yeah. But I think I think it's about a shame like that. You know, the, 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 the serious and the worrying aspect of this is that it's been promoted by the World Health mm. Authority, who would be there, I, I believe, later to look at health issues. And you see, when the abortion, when the abortion referendum was being promoted here, and you know, we we couldn't get anybody to come here in here to debate on the pro-abortion side, no, none at all, nobody got in the door. And we, we, we spoke about it every night, and Phyllis said, what right have you, you mean, to be talking about abortion? This is all rubbish. But it was sold on a women's health issue, like. Yes. Now, if abortion, like, I mean, and we saw the, I mean, the number of abortions that have been carried out, and that's only what's done in Ireland. And we have, uh, you can add another couple, couple of thousand to the, to the across the water brigade. Mm. But... The, the, the fact that the World Health Organization 
and United Nations, who are, you know, another youthist body, by the way, and they're proving that in the Ukraine and, and everywhere they are, they're talking shop, and we've also mentioned them. You know, we are represented on that. Our, our representatives are there on both those bodies. We're, so, we're, we're, our, tax, our tax money from, from our hard-earned money goes to support those organisations in huge amounts. We actually are, are, I suppose, one of the most reliable peacekeeping forces in the world that are attached to United Nations and we're in, all over the world in, in war zones. Mm-hmm. And so surely to God that our representatives there, as, as Jerome has rightly said, I mean, everybody just should say, no, stop. This is, we don't kind of, but they have to, there hasn't been a word. Not the a silence word. is yeah, it's yeah. frightening. The silence is deafening. Silence is deafening, yeah. Nothing Without but silence. Yeah. 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 There's, there's somebody awake anyhow, it looks like, on this one. And, uh, so uh, doesn't that yeah. prove a point, Pat, if you're not getting texts in this? Nobody cares much. Sadly. Yeah. But like when the World Health Organization uh, were, were shouting there to, to make sure that people looked after themselves during the pandemic. Keep alive. Keep, 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 keep alive keep on the other hand. Yeah. There's no balance there. If we move from this, the greatest threat to the health is, is famine. Mm. Okay? Mm. Has the World Health Organization commented on the Russian situation in Ukraine? I haven't heard the deed. The United Nations have done nothing there. And we are, and I hate to say it, heading for sc- serious yeah. scarcity in That's terms right, of grain, consequently. We have one listener anyway, and her name is Mary in Red Keel. Abortion is surely an attack on a human being at its most vulnerable stage. If it's unlawful to take a human life, abortion has to be a criminal act. What, a, what are we destroying when we kill the unborn? Would we abort Albert Einstein or Picasso? We can't be so. We can't be selective about who can live. Abortion is an attack on ourselves, and will have negative consequences for the human race. Well, I saw a program one night where um, a doctor advised a woman that she should abort her baby. That the baby would not thrive. It would not walk. It would not speak. That baby has child now. Uh, is I think ten or eleven it, it is non-verbal, but is thriving, very artistic. And this doctor came along and told her years ago, "You should abort because this child won't live beyond the age of such and such." Yeah, but I mean, like so how uh, there was Hitler's. I mean, but one mm-hmm. of his, one of his. What do you do, like you know? A number of the world's greatest talents in the in in the field of music wouldn't have been born if if uh, the legislation existed in their countries of origin at the time of their birth. Yeah, but Pat, you know, it, it, we're talking about you, and we we want to know Pat, you know, that's, but it, isn't it a shocking situation? Isn't, isn't it? Isn't it the most one of the most forceful? Publications that, that I've ever read, like it is indeed, and especially with the United Nations and the World Health Organization involved, in which the shock yeah. not. Who's the Who's the author of that, Pat? Where did I? Yeah. Uh, Colin Mc- McGurk, and it was in the Irish Mail on Sunday last March 27. So it's quite. Con- yeah. And as as you have pointed out, gentlemen, 
that it's also unbelievable I didn't hear it on national radio and I do listen to the news well, but hats, hats, even off, hats off to the man to do yeah, well I read uh, it I get the daily mail like every Sunday I may send in the mail Sunday now you know. we have to hold that there is up to 10 o'clock time and Conferman called Con there was a big rambling house in Knockfield last night 100 people attended and people were asking where was Con Crimin I said Con was taking the wrong road because Con said he was he, he'd be calling there last night but your Elvis fans and Elvis lookalikes were missing you there Con last night Michal Martin Leo this is from Con Crimin Con called Michal Martin Leo Radker have some cheek calling Putin evil when they push for legislation of abortion in Ireland now we go to an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly and we have quite a lot of topics that people have been on to me about to discuss so we'll try to move lively on them but we, at the same time we would feel the abortion and as many people would call murder that it deserved the amount of time that we give it County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 30th of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Bryan, Seamus Collins and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102. Called the programme is called County Views. My name is Pat O'Donovan. On the panel tonight is Tom Ryan, Seamus Collins, and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. And if you want to call in, text in 0696620876968800. So we would appreciate your calls. Just let us know that you're out there. And four members of the Russian Embassy have sent home. Seamus? Yeah, um, would you believe I heard about these, I, I once said I heard about four of them, but I heard about uh, Russian individuals that were um, supposedly in Dublin um, and they were supposed to be spying on the EU because Ireland was neutral. This has gone back, I, I, I remember hearing it or seeing it someplace, gone back three or four weeks ago. And it, it, it struck me the other night, like, why wasn't this acted on before now? Why didn't they act before now to get rid of them out of the country? Yeah. Why did we have 32 Russians in the Russian embassy? And why have we only four in Dublin? Why were they looking for a huge extension above in that building a few years ago? Yeah, that's right. They were looking for an underground-type uh, yeah, yeah. bunker. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they knew exactly what we didn't know. Are we a bit of a laughing stock, do you think, in this country? I, I, well, I wouldn't say a laughing stock, but like, I mean, there's, uh, I think the government are taking too much of a step back from these people before they take action. Yeah. I think they, 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 they must show their, their, their powers and act before. Why would we have 34, 32? 
that's the, <laughs> I'm sure there aren't that many Russians here that needs to be no, catered for. In, whereas I assume we have more Irish people in Russia than we have Russian people in Ireland, and mm. we have only four in the embassy in Russia. But we seem to be, uh, I, I know, we seem to be showing a, a small bit too much respect to uh, the, the ambassador in Dublin at the moment, I feel. Um, are they afraid like that? That uh, the the uh, the the Irish embassy will be removed from from uh, from from Russia, or, or, or what is the situation? Um, I don't know. I, I believe we're seen as a soft touch. We're too accommodating. I think one of the things, one of the pluses, was they didn't grant them planning. They didn't accommodate that extension. And I'm pretty certain... They should have allowed them, is it, you say? No, that, that they were right not to allow it. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 I, if we were having this discussion over in a studio in London, we would probably ask why the 32 were in Dublin, or the 34. Yeah. And there are only a small number of Irish delegation to the embassy that we have in Moscow. Now, we do need to be careful here, though. Because there's 6,000 or thereabouts Irish people in Russia. And I wouldn't want to see them sacrificed. Personally, I think dialogue is always better than confrontation. And sending the ambassador packing uh, may not be the answer. But certainly, they should look at the number. And four mm. is a small mm. number to mm. be sending away out of 32. The Belgian government has uh, dismissed a much higher number, I believe. And I think some of the other... But I believe, the, I believe these four individuals came into the country of late Yeah. Uh, to do exactly what, uh, what I was saying, yeah. to, to, to spy in the EU from Ireland Yeah. because it was a neutral country. It was easier to do it than yeah. do it from the UK. Yeah, yeah. But like, I and mean, the, the granting of... Uh, or, or the, the looking for the, the planning permission for this bunker-type thing, why is it only now that this, this is coming to the surface? And why do they want a bunker? So why do you think? Yeah. That's exactly the question. Tom, what's, what's, uh, what are I afraid of? Well, you know, in the, in the Russian embassy, like, as regards its diplomacy and the, the, the diplomatic order, the joke, shut it on a branch of the KGB, you know, and uh, it's a terror organization, like, and they've proven that all over the world. And what, again, you see, it's appeasement. I mean, if Ireland, you see, are, we're waiting and we're waiting for other countries to act. We we can't act military. We can't act in any way to support your, 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 um, the Ukraine and the Ukraine people and refugees. We bring, we bring them in and we, and we do the very best we can for them, and I, I'm all for that. But it's the only it's a sign of a very weak European Union. They should have moved. I mean, every, everybody knew that we were, had around the ball there when they looked, as Jerome said, for planning permission for this bunker. That was a, a spying situation from the word go. And, like, they have, they have their networks all over the world. And what they do, they poison people and they kill them all over the world, Putin's agents. Now, I would say, like, from day one, you see, we're kind of caught in a dilemma here. Trade with Russia. They're buying cheese off us. You know, all this whole, this, this thing. And don't we don't want to be affected in any way by, the, by their acts in the Ukraine. By their terrorism. Their, I mean, it's genocide. It's every kind of, of, of it, their war crimes. They should have 
we should have acted and closed down that embassy and got rid of that, um, that liar of an ambassador yeah. who lied out through his teeth and went away, went, went on and on and got all types of, types of, of time on airtime on it. And you think he nearly said, Matthew, now listen mm-hmm. to him, you know. That's true. And uh, so again, they should have tore it down and got rid of them all mm-hmm. and, to, and take a stand. So we will hold that there, folks. And uh, of course, there, I believe there are 27 countries in the European Union, and only four of them, I believe, have suspended ambassadors mm-hmm. or members of the Russian out of the Russian embassies so the loyalty or unity is a bit lacking across Europe. Now COVID is rampant at the moment I in the course of getting people for tonight's program I made a lot of phone calls and I think I had four people that I contacted they all have COVID so folks I would just pass a comment there People have to be extremely careful. No one, including myself, are careful enough. And I'm one of the few, I think, at this stage, including my wife, did not did not get it yet. And uh, I, I'd say our chances now of avoiding it, uh, you would have as good a chance of avoiding raindrops falling from the sky. So uh, people be very, very careful because it is rampant. So we won't, I think we've heard plenty about COVID the past couple of years, so we won't go into it. Now, uh, Ukrainians, uh, we are getting a dazzling amount of numbers thrown out as so they're like confetti at a wedding. And the government are proposing to build 35,000 houses for refu- Ukrainian refugees. And Councillor Adam Teske put up on Facebook, I'm told from a very reliable source, uh, a source I can always rely on indeed, and that uh, Ukraine family that were that had moved into Red Keel they had their belongings stolen in the past week and there was an appeal for somebody to assist I believe it was uh, three young lads I think it was stated to me that was involved in that and we go back on that one and Thomas Ridge Red Keel a lady who has been recently rehomed in our community from Ukraine has had her wallet stolen, which contained very important documentation that cannot be replaced due to the war in which she was forced to flee from. I am appealing to anyone who knows anything about the three youths who committed this crime to get in touch with the Gardaí as soon as possible or please return the documents that were enclosed as these are of the utmost importance to this lady. I am so disappointed that this has happened, not just to anyone, but in particular to a person who has lost so much already. Uh, crazy, I mean, to, to, to um, abuse somebody like that that has uh, fallen in hard times, it, it doesn't say much about the individuals that done it. Uh, these Ukrainian people, you know, they have, I mean, their meeting times, that we, we, we don't even realise. Uh, I mean, they're... They were living a, a life of, of, of um, happiness. You know, they had their families, they had their jobs, they had, you know, a, a lovely country. And all of a sudden, this has dropped on them, literally, pardon the pun, like, but uh, they're being displaced. They have no place to go. All right, we have to, to, to look after them and to, if to hold them and, and, and get the roof over their head. Um, I firmly believe in all that. But we have to look after our homeless. And we have to look after the, the, the children of our country as well, as well as we look after these Ukrainians that come in. 
you know, um, I firmly believe like that everybody must be looked on equally. Um, 35,000 homes? We can't build homes for our own. Uh, I mean, draw much here like that. I bet you Limerick County Councillor would be under pressure to... How many houses would they build this year? Limerick County Council have built virtually no housing in this year, it's really as many as in the county. In the county. Now, they have, with the uh, renewal of the city, they have renewed houses that they demolished and rebuilt. And how do we expect to build 35,000 houses for Ukrainian well, families? I don't want to sound uh, pessimistic. Number one, we do not have the workers, unless the Ukrainians themselves are good builders and they can build houses. But there, which is mainly women are coming in, as you yes, know, and, and children. Yeah. There is there is potential. The men are needed. They're needed to take on the Russians at home. But there is potential there. Half of the difficulty we have here with housing is regulation, regulation, regulation is overcoming common sense. Yes, That's happening every day of the week. Yeah. Every place I look around me, there was a house in this town not very far from here. You're familiar with it, Pat. 130,000 spent on it. It was given to one of the charitable bodies to manage somebody that needed managing. We are not getting value for money. And that is the case. It would sound like no accountability as well. And we understand uh, it, that the, I, I understand the county council have given away or sold quite a number of houses recently. Management and lack managerial skills. If Tom Ryan had... 10 houses rented. I'd like to think Tom Ryan would be in and out of those houses to see how well maintained they are. One of the, one of the shortcomings of the council is they don't visit these properties often yeah. enough. And they don't lay Jerome, down the law. The clue what they have. Yeah, they don't lay down the law in terms of uh, how people are meant to maintain houses. Now, most of the people that need support, and there's one person that I came across recently, having Four support workers, Pat. Think in terms of it. There was one from the McVerry Trust. There was one from Adelphi. There was one from Adopt. And there was one from Coolmain. What did they do? Hold the tenant by the hand to make sure they can cope. No, but uh, can you give us a quick answer on the four uh, different... is related... To, a couple of them are related to drugs. Father McVerry is a charitable housing body. But a, a very profitable one, I'm sure, from their point of view. And, you know, we have a lot of people in employment with each of those bodies. Highly qualified. But in terms of practicality, you know, do, do the buy legs every day? I can't say. The real world. The real world beckons, but the real world is not here. Just to come back to the point you made about sale of houses. We have, and I haven't... I, Number 69, Castleview, if you're familiar with it. Lovely lady that just helped us here on the radio is over in Brough today. Okay. She left that house six years ago. That house has been vacant, a large family home, all that length of time. This was raised on a regular basis at municipal meetings. She left in very good condition. In equitable condition. Yeah. Now, in fairness, the houses that were tenanted in the 60s and 70s, people got the four walls. They didn't get floor covering, they didn't get white goods, they got a house, mm. and they were damned glad to get a house. And there wasn't a lot of investment put into these houses in the meantime. So, for modern living, the house did need upgrading, okay? But the, I was in the house several times, and it was a very comfortable place, and it was well kept, and the, uh, the tenant was happy there.
left vacant for all that length of time, raised several times by me and possibly by other councillors at municipal meetings. Oh, it was in, they categorised them, categories one, two and three, depending on the amount that needed to be invested in these voids. This was considered a category three void. Finding people to do the work was a problem. We were always told the funding was there, but the work never got done. And at one point, I suggested if we have very good approved housing bodies, Clude being one, and Co-op here in town, uh, they're far profit, but they're well managed, that maybe they consider giving them, releasing them to the approved housing bodies. But what did they come back and do? And threw one in the square in Drumcolor, and a rural one in Kilmurray-Fina, and another one in Maiden Street into the mix. They decided that under the capital programme, the best thing to do was sell them for a nominal sum to Focus Ireland in one case. That particular house is going to Clude. I don't have details here. I think the one in Drumcolor is going to, it could be uh, Focus as well. I'm not 100% certain. But the problem there from a rural and, a rural and from a local point of view, those uh, bodies tend to bring people from another area into the locality. And sometimes they don't fit in that well. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Why the jury's out. I completely in? disagree. Why do they not fit in? Uh, I've sold a lot of property to people from all over the 32 counties, uh, and yeah, they all fitted in reasonably well. I wouldn't, disagree. I wouldn't yeah. disagree with you there, but you sold properties. Now, these, in a lot of cases, are people that need their hands held, Pat, to be blunt about it, you see? And if you have somebody from Father McVerry coming out from Limerick to Maiden Street, Newcastle West, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, specify Maiden Street because they're coming to several places around this town. They're coming to Temple Green. Whatever, I love the place. I'm not going to name them all, but there's about five different locations where they come. By the time they're in and out of Limerick, the, the person that needs to be managed is and probably needs to needs needs some other type of assistance. So they're in and out on a constant basis. I think there's enough said in that one. We'll go to an ad break back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Collins and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Tom? Well, I mean, Jerome has given us a good rundown there, Seamus and myself and yourself, Pat, as to the, the, the position in the housing, in the housing like in the, the City and County Council. 
you know, and we've, we've been talking about here, about mainly one of houses and uh, the management of them and uh, the awarding of them to people. But shall Limerick City and County Council have, like, they have done more damage nearly than the Putin missiles, the places inside Limerick City, total and whole estates riddled with all sorts of antisocial behaviour, criminal damage, and to, to, to the finest properties, I suppose, they were built in modern times as regards housing. And it's all about it's all about management and the, the incompetence. And you can tell me, Pat, I could write a book on the incompetence of your officials of Limerick City and County Council. They are an absolute disgrace. And his every day is coming out in every direction. Well, I'm sure not all of them now, does. Pat, the people in charge yeah. we're talking about here, the management of, of them, you wouldn't send them for a message to most of them. They're ducking and diving and they're not able to do their job. But maybe in fairness to them, all the red tape nowadays, I suppose, you have to duck and dive. They're well, a bit like the media, they're afraid to make a decision. Afraid of well, like the We won't even talk about uh, the media, well, I mean, Jerome. We have no media. People that want to build their own house. Yeah. They have no been crucified as well. Yeah. The, the amount of red tape they're being, oh, yeah. you know, they have to go through like yeah. is ridiculous. But the amount of the, the amount of of incompetence that's in that area, there, Jerome is fine. Jerome is uh, he knows this inside out because he's he's he, he's faced with it every day of the week. But anybody that wants to know, like I mean, a lot of people don't want to know. I mean, there is no management. I mean, follow up. The actual, you know, I mean, they put people that are that have problems into areas, you know, that are, that are not suitable. And those housing agencies, there's really something else as well, you know. A lot of, and they're getting more and more powerful every day. They're nearly more powerful now than they are, Tarty. Yeah. They're not nearly, but they are. They have become a backdoor to social housing. I'm not against social housing. Yeah. But uh, under Part 5, there was 10 and 20% of house bills, the few we built, are meant to go for social housing. I'm quite right that they do. But now, if Tom Ryan has a development of 30 houses, he can sell go 25 of them. Three of them go to social housing, per se, as part five. And he can sell the other 27 to include, respond, or any one of those housing bodies. And then they take people from Limerick City and County Council's housing list to uh, tenant into them. Uh, that is where we're at. That is a problem. It is social housing by the back door. Now and we had a big issue with that over in the Woodfield area. Now, in fairness, Sarah Newell and the previous director, Eva Duke, did something different. They said the first 19 of those houses delivered would be a affordable rental or incremental purchase who are going out to work, earning 50000 the opportunity to share buy the, an affordable house they can buy them and basically they'll get a discount on the price now the discount obviously stays if they sell the house they have to give that back uh, they get a discount of either 20, 20 30 sorry between 30 and 60 percent now we'll move it on we could we could keep on with that all night great to hear you there polly i think you're slipping a small bit polly at 92 Great to hear you there now, Polly. You left out a couple, and I think it's the first time I noticed you've made a few mistakes in, in this. Great to hear you there. Hi to the panel and to Pat and Tom. As I said before, there wasn't much abortions in my day. We just got married and had our babies and got on with life. And your show is great. I will not miss it. As I said, my 
big kisses to Tom, a nice juicy kiss for Tom, Polly the Porter. <laughs> Thank you, Polly. I said, Polly, Polly if, he met, I, if he met you 60 years ago, there'd be an awful lot of juice in that, Polly. <laughs> Polly, I, this is my second time being here, and I haven't got any kiss yet. <laughs> so Seamus Collins is getting a bit upset. He's getting no kiss, and Perot Jerome is left out for the kiss. Well, you want to spread them around a small bit, Polly. Spread them around a bit. And again, I'm sure you'll get to know of your wonderful, wonderful Bertha. And uh, how many children did Polly have, Tom? Was it ten? I think she had nine or ten anyway. <laughs> As you said, there was no abortion. And they had large families and I... I they all lived happily today. Yes. Well done, Polly. Good, good Catholic families, yeah. And strangely enough, I know a few young people now that have six children and six children, and they all go to church every Sunday, and they're the same as any other crowd, some of the others. But And where there's large families, they seem to be happy. I was talking to... Uh, uh, we had... Uh, I met some non-nationals recently, and the young lad was 10. Sorry, he was 11. And we talking about the famine. But he knew more about the famine than I did and how many workhouses were there in, in West Limerick and how many in County Limerick. Was there a famine museum in Limerick? Where was the nearest museum and so forth? But anyway, and then my wife and a few more were chatting the same young fella and they asked him about, does he have a mobile phone? No. Does he have a laptop and that? No. And what will you be when you get big? You want to be a scientist? And... What do you do in your spare time? He plays soccer and uh, Gaelic football, and he goes to the library twice a week. That is from a community that is totally focused, mm -hmm. and most of the chil young children I come across, as soon as they're able to hold the mobile phone, just pushed into their hand to be watching the games and the play, and they couldn't tell you A from B. And but I mean, I that's down to advertising, Pat. I mean, if you look at television, uh, uh, there, there's an advertisement on there about uh, two young fellas in, in, a, in a family. One is younger, he has been kind of um, led around by the parents and played with and read to and done this. The other guy has been left out. And all of a sudden, just because he's been left out, uh, the mother notices that he's been left out. He goes into his room and there's a, a, a phone, a Vodafone, up on his bed as a kind of a, an apology. Peace mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But the, so family, the, the family I was referring to there with six children, I was talking to the parents, grandparents today, and they're out and they're climbing trees and they're kicking ball and they're football, and they're a young family, no mobile phones, no laptops, and it is time that pe the Irish people, families, took life a little bit serious and captains as on yeah, yeah, because yeah. Th they'll turn them into zombies. Well, now, sure. next on my list is the census is coming out next week. Uh, this coming Sunday night, I believe. Uh, Shams, you'd look at that farm, had you? I had a quick look at it today, yeah. I'll be quite honest with you. Yeah. Uh, what's your question? What do you think of it? Uh, well, it's um, it's different than the previous, very much it different. Is. It's yeah. A, yeah. a little bit unbalanced, I suppose, really. Like, I mean, there's an awful lot of personal questions, very personal questions, uh, religious-wise, um, nationality-wise, and, and all that. Uh, I suppose they're trying to, and, and the different um, countries, I suppose, we have in, 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 in place at the moment in different areas, and how to, to cater for those. But I suppose, like, if... if I don't know why, why, why they should be catering for the 
but so the foreign nationals I mean they should be integrated into our society by now you know um, why is, is there a section in that like to kind of cater or are they just trying to get numbers on the, the number of, 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 of different uh, countries that are in our area or whatever but uh, yeah it, it's it's very much different from the the, the land there's been time to roam and the sense was was for planning mm -hmm. for planning yes but then we joined the EU many, many years ago. But uh, forgetting the EU, like the door has been wide open for years now mm -hmm. and they're coming in by the mm -hmm. thousands. And where the hell did the, fa did, did the census and the planning go on that? Because there was no planning for it. For the, the only limited amount of people coming into the country. You know, planning oh, for well, schools sorry. and all this kind of they stuff. They encouraged you know? them. Mary Harney, I remember having a conversation with Mary Harney when, as minister when she visited here. Yeah. And all these, I was making the point that the, uh, we were building houses here at the time uh, by the thousands in Newcastle West. Uh, that we were building houses then, this is 2006 and seven to accommodate uh, non-Irish people that were coming in here to build more houses to rent to you more Irish to rent them to themselves yes yeah. not to the people that were here but those that were about to come yeah so that was one of the f major faults that I saw then with forward planning there's little or nothing I actually assisted somebody complete one of those census forms obviously she'll sign it on Monday morning uh, this afternoon uh, late this evening in fact and I was surprised to see a section there under citizenship. No citizenship. If you look at it, how could we possibly declare ourselves as no, not being a citizen? You have to be a citizen of some part of the planet. And you have you male, female and others as well? Oh, male, female yeah. and other, yes. What yeah. is the other, do you know? I'd say you'd know better than me now. Right. There. <laughs> what, what have I got to do? What have I got to do, and God? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had well, a, that, that, I haven't that, had that, a sex that, change so far that, anyway. That, 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 could, <laughs> that could be a touchy subject. Now, to be quite honest, um, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, we're talking about different sexes, but you know, but you, I suppose anyway, we have to cater for all. I suppose in all societies, and, yeah. and, and uh, like I mean, but there is male, female, yeah, boy, but and there is he, you there name it. Right, this transgender, transgender yeah. but if you move from male to female well aren't you taking the female box then or vice versa well, uh, yeah, so uh, you know perhaps other I'm just you confused could, yeah, by you could, be, you could be taking any box in that stage uh, to run to be quite honest with you you'll find the box yourself Tom <laughs> well I got a form from a, a nice lady that came and explained who she was and what she was giving me and I said I put it in my file and I look at it since but I think Pat you've hit the nail in the head there uh, what you said while ago uh, that the general consensus is that the census is uh, about forward planning now did you ever in your you were around a long time and so am I and all of us around the table did we get no wall for forward planning in this country and we were the civil service and the gurus that are leading the, the, the public sector here and when you come down to our national politicians you can see what forward planning goes in there. Who, who sits down and, 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 and draws up these questions? 
No, but civil it, servants. Or civil servants, the department, what department, but is, the environment is. Is there a forum held, or is it just down to the certain civil servants? Well, uh, I suppose now, like, it's, uh, I'd say it's a very tedious situation with a lot of a, a lot of very, very qualified people to make sure that they haven't been insulted by the question, number one. Okay. But the whole concept of, of this, that the census is uh, to aid forward planning. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they'd be insulted, but I'd say they'd be more confused. Well, you could be right, Seamus. I didn't see it, so mm. I can't comment on that. But I'll, but I'll, but the forward planning aspect of it is a big issue. Yes. 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 and okay. just before we go to Ned, comes from the CSO, Some Central Statistics Office. Mm. Sorry, the CSO, mm. Central Statistics Office. Yeah, they're the people that, are, as far as I'm aware, generate up, what's yeah, on yeah. that. Uh, now, a few people ran to me that were at a match holding a football match in Limerick last Sunday and they were absolutely appalled and embarrassed, they said, at the football match. Why? Because the Limerick footballers were playing Antrim and we must congratulate Billy Lee and his well team and his footballers well as well on the wonderful achievement and getting up the ladder into the, the Division 2. And uh, it was announced. Did you hear about it, Tom? No, no I didn't. I didn't, hear, no, didn't hear it. No, no I didn't. They announced that we'd all now stand for the national anthem. And there was silence. And then the guy announced he couldn't find the disc yeah. to play the national anthem. So they had no national anthem. Hmm. When you're the, the northern teams, like. The national anthem means a lot to those people. Mm. It mightn't mean a whole lot to the people down in the Republic. But imagine the GA with all the money they have. Gosh. Plus the fact that you have score going on at the moment. You have senior score, junior score, and you have singers in those things. They would only be delighted. They have bands inside in Limerick City calling out for a few pounds or euros mm. that would have played at a match like that. But I see inside, I just going back, we were talking there during the interval about, about the matches. I was at the Limerick Cork match. And uh, we just got talking about about the the um, the young lads that were doing stewards. Kids. They were the stewards on the yeah. day. Kids, standing on the pitch. The announcer came on and he asked for nobody to to, to come onto the pitch after the game. The young lads stood that they couldn't stop them. There was adults coming at them. Mm. They were peppered around the the, the outside of the the, the, the grounds. School gone children, 15, 16 years old. Were there as volunteers? Or I don't know. But were they mean, paid they, to it's, attend? It's, it's, I mean, like, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't it's on be the there. cheap, Tom. You have a quick comment on that. Well, I mean, a shocking omission, yeah. like, and, and a mistake, you know, and that all those, those and, and regardless of where the team, what part of Ireland the team came from, I mean, the fact that that is played on a record anyway is something very artificial about that. And now, squeaky I off with our record. I, oh, yeah, I actually, I, 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 you know, and to be honest about it, 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 our national anthem losing its status every day, you know, by the way it's been presented, yes. and that lesson, that was a shocking. I think they should, the Lemmy County Board should apologise for that publicly, sure. like, I mean, no, and it should never happen again. Last night, I referred to, we had the Rambling House in Upfield after a, a two-year gap, 
and Tom O'Donoghue and the different musicians that were there and every, played the national anthem as we always do and everybody stood for it but sadly it's been ignored a lot of the dances, concerts etc you rarely hear it but I think anything Irish now is the thing to uh, ignore I'd have to agree with you there Pat and, and when we and when our when our national rugby team like produced their own national anthem like mm. I mean and and it's been accepted and and you know as in order to placate the, the northern Protestants like and the northern Unionists I think I mean I do, really and truly like where are we going in this country as our nationality and <coughs> the people that died for the country I remember, the people. I remember when I went to secondary school Padre Gokarul was in Abbey Field at the time headmaster every morning without fail we stood to the national anthem before we went into class. Outside in the yard, gathered. You know. You couldn't do that no Now one more text message before we go and I'm glad that she's not losing anything, thanks be to God. She said I had ten children and I can send Seamus a kiss because Tom will get jealous <laughs> and he'll kill me ha 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 from Polly the port. Good night and God bless you, Polly, and we'll be back to you shortly for Hi, another Polly. twenty minutes of county views. Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of March 2022 from 9 30 to 11 pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Collins and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. Welcome back, folks, again. And uh, Seamus Collins just asked off air there if I'll go a very reasonable question to ask, indeed. Uh, what's Jerome? He said, What's happening about the new guard station? Nothing. Nothing. In a word, nothing. Why we did the previous... We, we had an array of ministers, former ministers, God knows whom, attend in the middle of COVID to close it down. At this time, they came and reopened it. Why did it close down? Well, there was uh, stories of furry friends and vermin appearing there. I have my doubts. I, yeah. I think it could be maybe a matter of convenience for some people yeah. uh, not to be in the And what would happen if to see a furry friend in the place they're renting now? Uh, uh, sorry, the place they're renting now? I doubt if the furry friend will come out in daylight because they're only there, as they're you're aware, yeah. for a few hours of the day. <laughs> and who do you, who do, where do you contact now? Is it Limerick at night? Uh, very, very unsatisfactory. You ring at the number... Uh, 20650 which is the Newcastle West number but you get through to Henry Street after a certain time of day I forgot to and uh, 
you may or may not and the there's uh, the guard the fine guard is just never feel them there's nobody there either this is the problem this is the problem that's called the new ireland tom yes tom well sure that's the fact that's where that's the, the kind of a policing that, that that we've been dealt and uh, you know we've i suppose it's, we've discussed it mm. and it's probably more than any other subject like you know law and order policing and uh, the like that means that there's crime and, and, and crime, oh, can, sure. crime can be committed and, and all people have broken into and they're afraid of life we elect the people that break the law Seamus I know we, do. we elect yeah, them yeah, time I after agree, time I again agree, and we don't hear one more no, 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 so, sorry for the, the, the trouble sorry, Tom, left. they so attended the closure oh, that was funny like a few people ran to me about should all privilege sh should it be done away with that is where the uh, TD in the doll or a minister or whatever can say that anything he likes about somebody or something and <coughs> if he said it outside of the doll he might be sued or so forth is it a privilege that should be done away with or is it an unfair advantage and if it's worth saying within why not say it without I think it should be done away with I, I, I don't see why they, they have, should have the privilege of uh, slandering somebody w within the walls of, of, of Dalian and, and uh, are afraid to back it up outside the, 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 the walls. I, I think they should, yeah, I think their privilege should be, uh, should be taken away from them. <coughs> because, I mean, like, there's, there's, there's slander going back left, right and centre uh, within the Dal every day of the week. But when it comes to... Uh, putting it on the record or say and if a reporter asks them they, they, they should up shop straight away you know I, I think it should be taken from yeah them. I, I'd have a different view a, a slander certainty that's a very mm. uh, if we can rely on people to be honest and I <coughs> would say the privilege really there was a case brought by Jim an issue raised by Jim Higgins a former he became an MEP subsequently can't recall what precisely it was John McGuinness, Brendan Howland. If they didn't have privilege, they, could, they would not have been in a position to raise serious issues with con in connection with the Garda Force. They'd never have, possibly never have come into the open domain without their being brought through the Oireachtas and through the Dáil first. Well, but they I, had uh, to be protected in yeah, fairness. Well, when I'm talking about privilege now, I suppose, yeah. I'm talking about well, uh, getting, get, getting personal. Yes. You know, yeah. getting personal, mm. thing, well, things like that. I mean, they, they, they shouldn't be allowed to get personal like with people mm. within the, the Well, the, certainly the ruining somebody's good name, yeah. I have an issue with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe that, um, that the privilege should remain, you know, because, and I agree wholeheartedly with your own issues that, that could not be couldn't be possible to be brought into the public domain. I mean, you know, through the laws, through the libel laws, and, you know, and it's frequently there, and, and as frequently as a lot of our laws are, you know, people definitely need, and especially our public representatives, and, and I think we need more of it, actually. That's, that, that is the problem. We don't have enough debate in the hall. We don't have enough of, of our elected TDs, not the backbenchers are there, mostly called you know they don't get the opportunity to have the, the time there don't be enough of them in the dollar times to have it well you see the whole thing Seamus is what we probably don't understand what I don't understand is, is the amount of time that's, that's allowed allocated to them and yeah. I watch a lot of debate now like on the on, on the Iraq TV yes, Iraq yes. and it can be it's very good there's some very good speakers there be very good points it, it doesn't make the media yeah, but yeah, these yeah. are very dedicated people and they've raised issues on very 
important matters. And privilege should remain, but it, it can't be abused. Yes, that's, yes, the, that's yes, what yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. By, how dare anyone, I mean, abuse the privilege. Now, some people would be inclined to say the real Taoiseach is Leo Varadkar because we seem to hear him an awful lot compared to the official Taoiseach, Michal Martin. We don't hear, maybe I'm missing out on him some bit. But <coughs> uh, Leo Varadkar said there during the week that sick leave payments should be made to people who are out sick for one day, two days, three days. When they're out like that, they should get paid. I recall, I suppose I can say something nearly 40 years after, can I, Jerome? Yes, you'll in, be safe in saying it. In Neo days, where I was manager here many years ago, they applied for through the union for, was it two days unpaid? Six days get paid. Mm-hmm. Out two days you get paid. Then it was five days. Then it was seven days. To the best of my knowledge, it was ten and maybe if some of those ladies are listening, they might call me someday next during the week. I think it could have gone to 15. And then the final claim was that if they didn't take those sick days payment, that they should get paid it instead in lieu. That's the way it was back then. Neodata is long gone. <laughs> no wonder. But as for sick days to be paid, sick days, uh, as we were just discussing before the program. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it would depend on the size of the company. I mean, a, yeah. a, a small company to try and pay staff would be a bit of a, a burden, really. Uh, pay them when they're pay them full pay anyway, when they're out sick. Maybe well, one, two, maybe three, larger, small, very small. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. the larger companies that, that could afford it, <coughs> that, that could have some kind of a uh, some kind of a pension or some kind of a setup that they could put money away for for the rainy day or such. But um, maybe pro rata, you know. My understanding was that they were putting a ceiling of it on it of so much a day. I'm not sure. If yeah. Am I correct there? 110 a day. Yeah, but of course the issue with that is that'll go up. It's yeah, not going to yeah. stay at. Yeah. Yeah. But the small uh, shopkeeper, like the small little fella with yeah. a couple of people implied, and he'll be barely have, surviving. They won't have anybody implied under this legislation. That's but right. it's like, like everything, it'll be abused. You know, it'll be abused in the long in the long run. It'll be abused. And people you know. see sick days as an entitlement. Monday, yeah, not, yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm going to that class well, today. I mean, I'll stay in bed. Yeah, that you uh, that you would need a doctor's satellite to to claim yeah. this. You know. Well, Pat, I suppose, like in his history and recent history, in our industrial area, like and the sick leave, we're talking about abuse of privilege. I suppose it has been the most abused privilege, like in the industry and like for for a long time. I know they want to abuse it more, and there's no consideration for the employer here. There was no consideration for that extra holiday St. Patrick's weekend. That was an absolute disgrace. <coughs> I mean, like, how can a Taoiseach or a Taoiseach or a minister decide that that a, a holiday can be allotted to a company to pay, you know, and kind of claim well, then yeah. that they are, given, they are great people to be given an extra holiday. And a, a company that's struggling, like, and really our companies and our small businesses and big businesses as well, let's not make any... You know, they're, they're, they're under terrible pressure. And to say, like, that, that you can have, have extra sick days, like, when we know the history of our unions, the history of our workers, the history of, of ourselves as a nation, 
We're a crooked nation, like, and we just don't do things straight. We take every advantage that's known on and off the ball. Okay. And to be honest about it, like, it'll have to stop, like, that. I'll, 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 did your cows take a holiday on the 18th of March? They did. did I, I left them off. I gave them well, a day I wonder, off. I, I, wonder, I wonder, was this extra bank holiday um, handed out because of the fact that there's uh, an election loan in a couple of years' time? And but you what are you going to count, James? <coughs> I had an example one time of... <coughs> this is what, here, uh, uh, one of the people that I worked with had uh, here come into the office to me one morning. He said, I, m- my mother's after dying, he said... I'm not going to the funeral, and I went on to go to the funeral, right? Grandad said, I'm sorry to hear about your mother, I said, that's it, but and he gave me a big speech as to how he wasn't going to his mother's funeral. But he took three days sick leave, or what did they call him again, days? They did their days, they yeah, yeah, the yeah. I, I just yeah. <laughs> that you can take three days, you're entitled to Sympathetic. Him. No, well, that's not the word, but that's the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. And he went out clearly with his wife. And, but he still took the three days. <laughs> so, I mean, you, now, you couldn't make it up. Uh, tell Tom Ryan well done in his column in the Daily Mail on Saturday. Wonderful, as always, worth, well worth reading. That's Jim Inarda. And Con Kremen called, Ireland has committed to take 20,000 Ukraine refugees. Did, did I hear 200,000? Did I yeah. someplace? Yes, 200,000. Plus 100 to begin with. Yeah, 200,000. Yeah. Uh, Khan is only 20. We, we think it is 200,000 they've committed. And Khan, and Ireland takes a quarter of, England takes a quarter of ours at 5,000. What about the homeless Irish people we already have? But they'll all be taken care of, Khan, if you were listening earlier, because the government are going to uh, build 35,000 new houses. And there's a new road, lads, being built between um, Limerick and Cork. Yeah. And it is to the west of Charleville, which is kind of an interest to the people on this side of the boundary. And the west of Banog, I take it as well. We've talked about for for so long. Will we ever see it? Uh, well, I said to my wife this evening, anyway, that we'll be long dead and gone. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, much yeah. to us, that's how we never built. I was just going to say that I didn't like to be morbid, like, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll ever see it. Um, it. It'll be kicked around and kicked around and kicked around, but uh, what do you think? <coughs> around, will well, will we think see it? I, I believe we will, but when? I, I was actually going to Tralee today, and there yeah. was a, a census being held outside Abbey Field for the bypass. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot of that over the next Mother year God, and a half. I, yeah. I said, uh, I was, how long I w- did that delay you? I w- well, uh, about 10 minutes, but the thing mm-hmm. is, like this, I've been listening to this bypass since I was back yeah. as a young fellow. Well, we won't be hearing, we won't see a bypass before 29 at the very earliest, if it is to happen. And as far as Newcastle West is concerned, the cart is coming before the horse. We need to distribute a road within the town. That's a priority. Which has been talked about, Jerome, for uh, uh, years upon years. Yeah, but that, it's been talked about. It was written into the, the most recent local area plan, and now we're going to be making a new plan, which I understand is likely to be omitted from. So it, we're, 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 in my view, heading you're, the you're chaotic you're remember, You remember Barnabu, we were I involved do. in Barnabu. <coughs> Well, there was a when good job done in Barnabu. There was a good job done in yeah. Barnabu. The two bridges were removed from I understand that Seamus Collins was the main instigator and that to tell me yes, about the road in Barnabu. Seamus, you're listening to tonight. Seamus, and was there was a group of four or five of you, Seamus, wasn't there? There was four of us, and there was three. But, like, I mean, 
How many people had to lose their lives on that road before well, somebody ten, got... While I was in the council, I think nine lives were yeah, lost. Yeah. And thank God, I don't think there's been no. a serious accident there, there in the meantime. Jerome, you might explain to me why Limerick County Council, a bit late in the night, I left it too late indeed, why Limerick County Council have appointed Dublin auctioneers to sell property for them in Limerick City and County. Uh, well, they put... They put the job out to tender and I haven't got an answer from anybody because I haven't asked the question yet because I only found out when somebody rang me from America to say that a certain Dublin firm was advertising a property which shouldn't be on the market over in Castlemahan. This is comes back to the point Tom was making earlier miscommunication, no communication. Two sections in there didn't... It sounds a bit unreal to me, but we had the bicycle episode early in the yeah. time. It was a crowd in Dublin uh, who were going supplying yeah. bikes yeah. in Newcastle. Have the we any bit of uh, self-respect at all? No, no they're, they're, all they're, they're, just now, alone, they're just allowing jobs to walk out of the county. Yeah, that it's is simple yeah. very much the case. In my view, and I will have a motion down on this at the next municipal meeting here. Can you follow the land? Uh, if I that? may, if I may finish that, on this uh, Tom, yeah. Uh, that each of our municipal areas appoint either a panel or one auctioneer from within the municipal area to dispose of any property the council may Tom, need to sell. Tom, we have a lot of city auctioneers. You have a scatter around the county and to go to Dublin. Quite often from my involvement that if we are selling property or the, 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 the far away people from outside the area they have to do a valuation for some reason they usually contact the local auctioneer mm -hmm. have you sold any property in the area what kind of value because it's only the local people would have the local knowledge of values Correct. and so forth. But Pat I believe myself now Jerome is alongside every member of the city and county council and a very respected member and this shows like a total dis disregard for the for our council and, and, and for the electorate, you know, that some some member or group of people in there would have the audacity and the cheek to do things like that. And uh, those are the words they use in this situation. And I, I think our councillors would want to wake up because with their television programmes and a whole lot now, they're definitely being used. They've been only been... And been so it's time up, Chamber, Chamber, Chamber of Secrets will open people's eyes and right. we need more of it, in my view. The clock is and falling, uh, gentlemen. We our sincere thanks to all who send in text messages and also to Seamus Collins, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan as usual and also to Jason Smith. And all thanks to Polly there for clarifying the had 10 children only and glad they all did very well Polly and we wish you all a very good night and as I said folks be careful under COVID if you can because as I said your chances of surviving and now is you have as good a chance of surviving raindrops falling it seems to be so plentiful at the moment so good night folks and take care and talk to you again next Wednesday night 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 30th of March 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Seamus Collins and Councillor Jerome Scanlon joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.